Okay, I'm, I'm uh, doing it. <laughs> Holy shit, am I okay? I don't know, are you? <laughs> <laughs> and tax on if you manage to find some earbuds. Welcome to the Wonder Years for all your Animorphs re-watch, re-reading and eventual re-watching needs. I'm Sarah and it's been three weeks since we did this podcast. It is. So, it is it's not been that long. <laughs> sure it has. It has not. Shit. Okay. Oh, okay. fuck. <laughs> I took one sip of beer before starting this podcast and I'm already drunk. Um, I am Blair and it has not been that long. We recorded late. And last week's episode came out last Friday. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm Seda. <laughs> Hi, Seda. Not going to continue that um, really, really um, deep discussion Rich we were just having. Thing. No, I'm just kind of staring at the, like, pasta that I have within arm's reach, but I can't eat because it's, quote unquote, not good radio. <laughs> It's, it, you said it was, uh, like, macaroni, right? Or what? Yeah, it's, so, Daya has, like, vegan macaroni and cheese. That one mm-hmm. is not very good, but their vegan, like, Alfredo thing mm-hmm. is pretty good. And mm-hmm. so I'm just eating that cold, because I don't have my microwave set up yet in this new yeah. place. So I'm just kind of <laughs> eating cold vegan pasta. I'm gonna up my gain ever so slightly and ask you how my voice sounds. It sounded better before you turned the gain up. Let's turn that back down. <laughs> it is hard to monitor that. Thank you for telling me. Um, yeah, I also made an Alfredo mistake today, so I feel it. <laughs> I got a, I got a brand, I got a brand new microphone. I'm on that XLR shit now, finally, and I'm not using a USB. Nice, sweet. I'm finally, I'm finally a professional audio person. <laughs> um, well, Blair, this Alfredo is dairy free. So, well, yes. So it's not a mis- well, it would be a mistake if you ate it on air, because um, wet noodles are perhaps the worst possible noise you listen, can make. Listen, listen, say that we just don't want you to think you're pounding puss while recording this podcast. I don't say that, that with I'm your human puss. mouth. That is the gross- okay, okay, okay. That is the <laughs> grossest possible way you could ever phrase that, ever. <laughs> Not remotely, and I will prove that to you if I am prodded. I am not going to prod you. Think I'm cool. Do I not make me pull this I'm trigger. Like Zane Malik and Liam. I want them to think that I'm cool. Have sex, haver. Say <laughs> <laughs> that we all think you are cool, sex haver. Thank you. Um, yes, unlike fear baiting, this is not a fuckless podcast. <laughs> this is a very fuckful podcast. It's not. It's not. <laughs> On um, this podcast, we are horny 24-7. And I not true. We've gone in such speaking, a terrible direction. They don't have We horns. have. I'm... <laughs> well, me, yes, they do. Horkbusher have horns. I guess okay. they kind of have horns. Speaking of horns, this week we read the Horkbusher Chronicles. Yes, we did. By popular demand. Uh, gut check. How's everyone feeling? <laughs> um, Devastated. This was yeah. a bummer. <laughs> this one was a yeah. little bit of a bummer. I have so, I th- I don't know if Caplegate wrote this one because there was some weird world building stuff. Like at one point, one of the Andalites like measured something in imperial units, which was really weird. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't imagine 
I mean, even if Andalites did use, like, Earth notation for their measurements, I don't think Imperial is, like, the version they would go with. I mean, they were using Miles last book. Yeah, they were. Really? And then Sadie yeah, really angry about Because I definitely, I definitely complained about it. <laughs> Which, we'll get into, there's another thing in this book where they use a certain measurement of time that makes little to no sense, but it's okay. <laughs> there's also, also, um, the, Al- Aldrea's brother, uh, who's... Ba Samir? Ba um, His name starts with a B. Yeah. I'm looking at the B. Wikipedia article. Please name this character. His name is his name it. is just his name is just uh uh when you're editing, can you just base boost this? Because his name is just B. <laughs> it's Brad. So Brad. <laughs> so yeah, Brad says like a couple of times, and I mean I guess it's not that far to believe that uh and Andalites would also uh, invent their own um what are those words called? Filler words? Is that the word? Yeah. Yeah. It's not unrealistic that Andalites would invent their own filler words, but I feel as though like would not be one of them for some reason, but I digress. Well, Anyways, do you want to talk about what happens in this book? Well, first of all, I, if we're talking about nitpicky things, I think it's mighty convenient that all these creatures seem to uh, breathe the same, like, gas, which is to say oxygen. Um, it is mighty convenient to me. <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely they, true. They they mention it specifically in this book, and I'm like, hmm, what are the odds? What are the <laughs> odds of that? <laughs> yeah, there's a couple things that I'm probably going to get a little, little touchy about <laughs> as we go through this. I really mm. like the cover of this book, though, because it looks like um, these uh, hork Bajir and an Andalite are about to severely bully me. <laughs> <laughs> to me. To me, it looks like, like, the front of, like, a forgotten clone of Toe Jam and Earl for the SNES. Um, I didn't, I didn't realize that hork had Worked like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember that being, like, sort of said at one point, but I thought it would be Beaks, like, a bug, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I like, I like that kind of beak. But, um, so y'all want to get into this bullshit? Yeah, let's do it. So our, our main characters here are Aldrea Iskilon Falan, heretofore referred to as Aldrea, mm-hmm. uh, uh, who is an Andalite, the daughter of uh, Prince Ciro. Our the name first is Ciro's female kindness. Andalite. <laughs> Finally, we got one after complaining about one so much last week. Yeah. Women's rights. <laughs> um, we also have the hork seer named uh, Dak Hami, mm-hmm. and the Yerk Esplin 9466. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Who we, we will not be adding. We will not be respecting his numbers. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, I will probably just call him the Yerk because it's kind of hard to say a bunch of alien names a lot. <laughs> what? Aldrea, Dak, and Esplin? Well, Aldrea's fine. And Dak is fine. But I don't even... You just said his, what his name is and I don't even Esplin. remember it anymore. <laughs> Esplin. It's because he had the least chapters. <laughs> I was referring to Esplin with she, her pronouns the entire time. I think just because I was like, one of the other protagonists is a woman, whatever. Um, and then she like then he, him pronouns were used. And then I was just like, why do Yerks have binary gender? They don't even reproduce. <laughs> like, they don't even reproduce sexually. Why? Like, so there isn't even any sort of like sexual dimorphism that you might use to ascribe some sort of binary to. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it, it seems. Listen, like I'm not. I'm not saying that you're wrong, but like, I mean, it was the late '90s. Like, well, sure. Okay. Like, I get it. Still... I get it. 
I fully get it. I'm not trying to make excuses for Caplegate. I'm just saying, like, this kind of tracks with the rest of, like, sci-fi. Yeah, no, I totally understand it. It's just, it's just you a just complaint. You just wish there was... It's just a complaint yeah. I have about all alien species all the time. Same. <laughs> yep. So, and I was kind of living under the sort of assumption that, like, Yerks don't really have gender, and they just, yeah. like, go what, with whatever body they're in at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if they gender this particular Yerk before... Uh, it's a host of something else. Esplin. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna remember that. <laughs> uh, Seda, when you're editing, if you just want to cut, if you just want to throw that thing at me saying Esplin <laughs> in whenever Blair forgets his name. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> I mean... Here, hold on. Let me get a couple of clean takes for you. No! I don't want to hear his stupid, <laughs> shitty Yerk name. He's not valid. He's not valid. Esplin. Va- he's not valid. I refuse Esplin? to say his name. <laughs> Um, Esplin. The uh, the framing device of this book is really cool because yeah. like essentially it um, Tobias being told a story by the horde mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. It yeah. was it was pointed out to us at one point that uh, we would have known about the Horkvizier valley if we'd read this first and technically this one did come out before andalite chronicles which we read last time no uh no this uh, well, andalite chronicles right uh, I think Andalite Chronicles came out around the same time as, like, book 12, and then this one came out around the same time as uh, the book after the David saga. I think it's the other way around, but... I'm gonna double-check um, that while we... You, you keep talking, I'm gonna double-check. But, um... Basically, Tobias goes to this... The hork Valley, and is kind of, like, hanging out, and it's actually really sweet because he's really, really sad, and so he's like, I'm gonna go see the free hork running around, because how can you not be cheered up by like a bunch of people freed from slavery enjoying their lives <laughs> right uh, okay like, so in in the t- in the timeline of the books andalite chronicles uh well andalite chronicles came out in 97 uh this came out in 98 hmm. about a year apart because the reading order tends to suggest this uh for earlier but it really doesn't matter because i think that the books i was like really surprised by how um, the books are written so that whatever order you read them in, I think that they all still have, like, really good reveals of information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't I don't think very much is lost by being spoiled on a lot of these things. But um, if you're curious, this is uh, chronologically in terms of the Chronicles. The Elemist Chronicles come first, then this, then the Andalite Chronicles. Do we read the Elemist Chronicles? No, we haven't yet because those came out later and we're kind of doing the books in the order they came out in. Kind of. <laughs> I mean that that's that's our megamorph spacing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in any case, um, yeah, I I love. <laughs> okay, so Tobias comes to like be cheered up by being around the Horkvizier, and then here's the most devastating story in the world. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, he <laughs> takes it okay. But like, yeah, he takes it on the chin pretty easily. He's like, well, I was like at the end, he's just like, well, I was kind of sad and not like he's not like openly weeping. Yeah, I'd be like, I have double depression now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I cried a couple times. Like, I, I like definitely actually cried while I was reading this book. Yeah, then... I like, I like, I don't cry about books. Don't bring me to emotion very often, but this one did get me close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I felt that the end wasn't quite enough of a catharsis, so I went and I listened to a bunch of sad songs. <laughs> like just get the final like cry out <laughs> oh my god no yeah you gotta did you exactly. what, what what i'm curious what you listened to to, to uh, get the cry out the secret seven by owen pallet on repeat most, oh mostly. i mean yeah i mean yeah 
I'm not familiar with that. Um, Blair, what's your go-to cry album? I don't cry. I'm an air sign, so. <laughs> but okay. if I want to feel, like, really depressed, I'll listen to Hospice by the Antlers. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, I don't, I, I mean, for me, it's A Crow Looked at Me. Yeah. Um, but, That's you know. a very different cry, so I wasn't interested in that kind of cry today. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's very valid. I don't have very many sad albums. I have a playlist of songs that make me cry, and there are some weird ones on there, like They Might Be Giants' Celebration, that's on there. Uh, Everything Is Alright by Motion City Soundtrack, that's also on there. But, you know. Yeah. Well, you listen to ska, yeah. so. <laughs> Mine tend to be very situational. Like, I mean, I don't want to get into what the song's about, because it's super depressing, but... It was very relevant to the fact that it's national. Co- it was National Coming Out Day, yeah. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a great song though, and if you feel like it, you should go check it out because Owen Palette is incredible. So yes. we hang out. Happy with... National, by the way, Happy National Coming Out Day, everyone. Happy we are national. all gay and trans. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, we we meet our protagonist. Uh, we we actually our first chapter is. Uh, well, after Tobias, the first chapter that we get is a point of view chapter of Aldrea, and she is chronicling the moment in which the effects of Ciro's kindness were revealed. Because her father, Ciro, uh, had shared the Andalite technology with the Yerks. And, um, uh, who the fuck? Was it like a, a, was it like an Andalite that fucking matters yelling at him? Or is it just like some nameless dumb shit? Um, Alloran yells at him. Yeah. It was Alloran. Okay, yeah. yes, thank you. Um, Alloran is yelling at him and he coins the phrase of Ciro's kindness. Mm-hmm. I, so, first of all, minor nitpick. Um, these first couple chapters have a time jump in them, and so they're described as, like, this year, like, Andalite year three billion, and blah, 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 and then it's, like, Earth year 1960, and it's, like, why (laughs) would you possibly call it 1960? I don't think you even know what Earth is yet. I understand this is in retrospect, and then especially because later they talk about how the naming convention in Andalite culture is to name the planet after the sentient species on it, which I also have issue with because are you saying that planets can only have one sentient species? That's literally disproven in this book. Anyway. (laughs) Okay, okay, but also, like, the Andalites are smart, but they're not really smart, you know? Like, they've done all this, like, technology stuff, but they're kind of idiots. (laughs) Blair, do you mean to say that they work out at the library? Um, <laughs> no, it's just like they're they they. I feel they have poor um diplomatic. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, that's definitely true. Instincts. Yeah. They are very they are very numbers. They are very numbers smart. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love. There's some really great like ribbing. It's not ribbing because ribbing implies that it's gentle. But <laughs> Alaran is basically like zero. Like you fucked up so bad. Um, even though he is, like, a lower-ranked officer, he says that he tells Ciro that he's relieved of duty, and Ciro's like, you can't do that, and Aloran's like, when a commander's become incapacitated, uh, his subordinates can do whatever they want, and Ciro's like, what, what defense, like, what's wrong with me? And Aloran's like, you're stupid. (laughs) (laughs) fucking funny. Like, like, fucking got him boy. yeah like, like i mean owned like yeah like ladies, uh, ladies and gentlemen we fucking got him <laughs> it's great i will say so and then we have kind of a time jump and it's basically the yurks have invaded we know this about Ciro's kindness already that they sort of were the ones they were the ones that enabled the yurks to go out into the universe and start conquering other races right um and 
uh, Aldria is talking about how she wants to be a warrior, but she can't because she's a girl and girls can she... only do traditional lady occupations like the sciences and the arts. Lit- and it's like, it's literally she describes of... herself. She describes herself literally as not like most girls. It's, it's really like, uh, it's one of those like mild, those, that nineties progressivism where it probably, it was like a little weird still to be like girls can be good at science. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of liked that. Yeah. But no, I was, it was, <laughs> I, I almost like took a screenshot of that paragraph because she was like, I'm not like other females. And I was like, hun, <laughs> I know. but I love I it mean, still. No, but I love it still. Um, because it's, I, I think it's an, it's an interesting window and I wish you, you know what? I wish if, if you're going to have a gender binary, at least have it be more interesting than the human gender binary, which is, this is just like, um, the human gender binary deluxe, basically. (laughs) I totally feel that. But the only reason why I am interested in how they did it here and that they aligned it the same way is that in the end, this is the downfall of the Andalites in this particular battle was that they <laughs> don't want to trust a woman. Yeah. Um, and I kind of like having that come back to bite them pretty bad. Yeah. Um, oh, for sure. But yeah. I definitely, I definitely agree that it, they could explore more interesting territory. <laughs> I do think it's, an, I do think it's interesting, at least in the way that the, dimor- the that the dimorphism uh, presents itself, which is mainly through the, the, the tail because um, Aldrea likens the female Andalite tail more to a uh, a scalpel, a very a very small but precise instrument, versus the comparatively uh, reckless large uh, scythe of a male Andalite tail. Mm-hmm. Which I think is I think it's I mean if you're gonna do the human gender binary, it's an interesting way to do the dimorphism at least. I so it's so funny like talking about like Andalite culture and everything because. Pretty off for like pretty obvious reasons. We think of morphing as like a really important part of Andalite culture. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't develop morphing technology until the equivalent of the 1960s. They've only had morphing technology for 30 of our years when they arrive on Earth. Yeah, that's um. crazy. Like I guess <laughs> I guess we haven't had like personal computers for even that long but morphing yeah, seems so that, much that, that more would... like intrinsic to andalites <laughs> that, that would be like you that would be like you crash on, a, on the andalite planet you're like here take this and it contains all the power you need and it's like a graphics card <laughs> it's so yeah it's bizarre um, it's, it is it is very strange but it's also like i think what makes it particularly strange is that um it it, it feels it doesn't feel like a technology you know, exactly. no, like I, I to me, I, I feel like it may it may have been explicitly stated otherwise in the text. So positive that it is the case, but to me, it very much felt like the morphing thing was just kind of like it was a weird species trait of the Andalites, and not like, and like and something that they had like reverse engineered into the Escafil device, and not like something they had invented you know no i think i think it's i, I mean it feels like that but also i, I do think it is a technology that they invented um, right, right no no, no it, de- it definitely is it definitely is obviously based on like what we learned here but right 
pri- prior to this, I felt like it was. Yeah, this feels like a bit, a little bit of a retcon. <laughs> but um, so ever since like Ciro kind of fucked everything up with the Yerks, uh, he's been sent on really like inconsequential missions, mm-hmm. and so he and his family get sent to what turns out to be the Hork-Bajir planet, which is mm-hmm. confirmed to have the biggest trees in the entire universe, which <laughs> I don't know. I, I It makes sense for the Hork-Bajir, um, but it made me laugh really hard. And also, um, the younger brother's name is Barafin, uh, mm-hmm. which is just such a goofy, like good, like goofy younger alien brother name. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. He's, but, he's emo. <laughs> he's very. He's, he's a little emo. And her mom. Does, does her mom get a name? I don't believe so, but she, there's only her, one female animal. There can only be one. She reminds me a lot of like Cassie's family, mm-hmm. um, in a really interesting way. There's a moment where Aldria's is like, "None of us are going to be happy on this planet except probably my mom, because she's a biologist, and so she can just kind of fuck off and study all the cool new plants and species." <laughs> and it reminded yeah. me of when Cassie was pointing out that when they were like super super deep in the ocean she was like my mom and her my her friends would just fucking lose their shit if they were down here with us studying all of these things and i was like oh i wish cassie could hang out with Eldria's mom <laughs> um, it's not meant to be <laughs> no, no clearly because there is um a considerable time difference there yeah. No, it is not. So a, a, a big question that I have, and maybe it's just me not me having missed a detail or something, but why would the Yerks not be into rep? Like, why why do the Andalites assume that there would be no Yerk interest in this planet full of walking razor blades? Well, I think that they send... I mean, they they are worried about it, right? Like, otherwise there would be no I mean, I feel, I feel like... conceivable reason to, like, make the mission up. I mean, I feel like, yeah, but, like, I feel like you send Ciro to, like, the planet of, like, the, the creatures made out of, like, clouds, and not, like, the creatures made out of razor blades. I feel like that's, like, I feel like the razor blade acquisition is going to be a lot more, like, a lot more important than the, to the Yerks than, like, the Puff Puff alien acquisition. Yeah, I guess that's true. I think that partially it's just that the Andalites really still haven't grasped how awful the Yerks are. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and also the Yerks, until they get the Hork-Bajir, like, this is, uh, imagine, like, an army before they get their guns, like, you know, are, are you going to be as worried about them? And yeah, sure, that probably means that you should protect the guns a little bit uh, more, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so that the army doesn't get the guns and then be mm-hmm. as scary as they are afterwards. But, un- because until now, the Andalites have only, they've taken a couple, like, they have the Geds, and then they have a couple of other basically like shipfuls of people of like yeah. creatures, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I really think I like it's just the, Andalite arrogance. I can't yeah. remember the name of the species. Yeah, that's that tracks actually. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the species, but I do like the ones where they're like, well, they captured a uh, they captured they overtook a vessel of this one species, but those guys are like nomadic and have split up across a bajillion different spaceships, so they can't really like conquer them. The so un- we're safe on that front. The on the on Gatchins. Thank or you. on gadgets. I, I wrote down a couple of these things because I thought it was so neat. They had a um. They tried to take a species called the Hajabrans, but Hajabrans. their brains aren't centralized and are instead like several nodes all over their bodies, so the Yerks couldn't do anything with them, couldn't take them over, and so they just fucking killed them all. <laughs> I mean, in, in, in true Yerk fashion, it you know. It sucks. Honestly, like, this book 
if we didn't already know how much the Yerks suck, this book does such a good job of painting them as as horrific as they are. Um, mm-hmm. The Yerks, you know, were given these Ged uh, bodies, and they're described as using old and disabled Geds as training hosts, mm-hmm. where essentially Yerks who have never taken a host before take a Ged over for 15 minutes and then leave. And just a series of Yerks do this. And I can barely imagine anything more horrific than, like, your mind getting enslaved by hundreds and hundreds of beings for, like, a short period of time over a day. And then as soon as they're done with them as training hosts, they talk about using them as target practice. Like... (laughs) It's fun. <laughs> it's they do that. They do that with the uh, the other species. They the, do that uh, with the Arn, yeah. Arn, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, um, but it really sucks, and it's it's interesting getting it all from a Yerk perspective because we do have like a Yerk uh, narrator in this mm-hmm. book, and mm-hmm. they're terrible. Like yeah, they, they fucking suck. They they talk about just like the power rush of taking over a body and they're just like, "Hell yeah, I'm a slave everybody." And it's like, "Oh no." Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. I mean like yeah, being like being a slug kind of fucking sucks, but like cool motive still enslavement. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Uh. And God, that gift from Brooklyn 99 has just given us so much. It's true. <laughs> I also, there's a great moment where um, Aldria and Ciro, like, Aldria is talking to her dad, and he, because he was the reason that the Yerks became as powerful as they are, he's super in denial about them being, like, an invading force, and so he's essentially pretending that they're on, like, a data gathering mission. Um, okay. He's like, remember, we're here to learn all about the Hork-Bajir, and Aldria's like, no, we're not. <laughs> we're here to make sure that the Yerks don't take the Hork-Bajir. But okay, Dad. Okay, <laughs> he's <laughs> um, uh, Ciro is a is a liberal centrist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think both sides have valid points. Both the genocide side and the um, people they murder. <laughs> yeah, well, they're both the genocide side. <laughs> yeah. Oh, isn't it fun? Isn't war fun? <laughs> God. It's cool and great. Um, yeah. <laughs> this so the the Hork Bajir uh, narrator we get was super distracting for me. There's a podcast I really like called Neo Scum, whose main character is called Dak Rambo, mm-hmm. um, and he often introduces himself like I'm Dak Rambo. And so every single fucking time I read Dak's name, it was like Dak Hammy. <laughs> I was like, God damn it. Um. But, so, this book builds such a cool and complex relationship between Aldria and Dak. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so nice. I love in, in this early period. So, Dak is a seer, I'm sure we, we might have mentioned. Probably. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah. So, and he, as soon as he starts interacting with Aldria, he, like, starts learning at, like, a super rapid rate. And his language mm-hmm. evolves, like, way past what we normally see from Hork-Bajir. And so they're, like, learning from each other. And there's this really lovely sequence where Aldria, like, morphs into an animal that can glide so that she can, like, run around the trees with Dak. And it's so, like, joyful and lovely in such a horrible contrast to how it ends. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I'm glad this... they, like, took the time to make them build an actual, like, genuinely sweet relationship that's built on respect before uh, making it really complicated and dark. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, the, the, there's a turning moment in this. When everything goes bad. Well, yeah. In it's, I mean, it's still a little while away. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> Ish. It actually does happen fairly quickly. Yeah. I guess. Um, I will say one of my favorite. So one thing, one reason that this book just completely destroyed me is that the Hork Bajir are so great. Yeah. Like, yeah. They rule. Just, they're just lovely and they're peaceful. Like, it's later when the war starts to happen, they literally have to be taught how to fight and how to hurt other people because it doesn't even uh, occur to them that they could hurt other people on purpose. Mm-hmm. The Hork-Bajir have just been, like, fucked at every turn and they've managed to become the best species in the entire fucking seriously, galaxy. There's this great moment where they're all sitting around at night and it's uh, shown, Dak uh, explains how the Hork-Bajir communicate through vine music at night like they string vines between trees and then they bow them with saplings and use the 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 Hork-Bajir are very explicitly said to not understand what art or music are but they use music to communicate across long distances which is so cool and so beautiful and something I would fucking love to see represented on screen somehow yeah movie like, now listen, we're, getting a, <laughs> yeah. we're getting we're getting reboots of everything on Netflix these days. I think Netflix can spare a fucking animated Animorphs reboot. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And then I guess you're right. The Yerks kind of appear right away. Yeah, yeah. because because uh, Aldria realizes that uh, the, the Yerks are in orbit. And she knows that if a signal goes up from her uh, from her dad's home base, like he does every day on the dot, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be bad news. And she rushes home and... Well, bad news, she doesn't get there in time. Yeah, this this part is a lesson on how you should never, ever be super reliably punctual because you might start a war. Yeah. It's, you should it's a... <laughs> be consistently, like, in- inconsistent with your timing of things. Never be predictable. This is a lesson I take with myself every day mm-hmm. of my life. <laughs> I'm never exactly. punctual. I'm usually Never late. be on time because an alien invading force might intercept your message and realize that you're there and come and kill your whole family in front of your daughter. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so that Audrey, happens. Audrey's having a bad fucking day. So, it's, yeah. It's because awful. Because she's, she's, she started to fall in love with Dak and then, like, her family died. Yeah. yeah. And, and Dak has to, like, drag her away as she... It, they, he, like... They describe the, like, smell of, like, burning, of, like, the computer interface melting, of, like, yeah. everything just on fire, and they're, it's, it's not even, like, there's no euphemism. Like, it's not talked around at all. It's just, like, yeah, Aldria just saw her kid brother and her parents, like, killed in front of her yeah. and burned down everything that they owned and, like, loved. Yeah. And then Dak's like, we have to go. And she's like, nope, I want to do murder. I want to do murder now instead. Can I please stay and do murder? And he's like, if they see you, they'll kill you too. Can we go? And she's like, I really want to do murder though. Can we do murder later? And he's like, fine, we'll do murder later. Let's go. (laughs) I I think Dak 
is probably my favorite character from this book. Um, He's great. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think Aldrea is really interestingly written, um, and I like her a lot, but Dak is just so good. I think I just like the Hork-Bajir more than the Andalites in general. I mean, yeah, Hork-Bajir and her are better than Andalites. They deserve so much better. It's awful. Yeah, it really is. Um, So, uh, uh, they they fuck off. (laughs) Yeah. And um, they, uh, at, at this point, they basically start to be on the run, and they don't stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they get um, attacked by Ged controllers, um, and also two new Hork-Bajir controllers, mm-hmm, one of whom mm-hmm. is our Yurk narrator. Yeah. And Aldria is like, yo, Dax, you have to help me. Uh, yeah, I, they all know who I meant. <laughs> um, and Yeah, because you edited me saying... Esplin, just there. After the technological hell that was the last two episodes, you'd think that I am going to go to the effort of slicing in audio that I don't need to. Sada, we love you so much. Straightforward fucking episode. Sada, we love you so much. Sada unionize. (laughs) It's fine. Um. Dak basically they're like talking and Dak's like well I was hoping that I could like bring art to my people but I guess the Andalites like brought art to the Yurks and knowledge and now the Yurks are all terrible and I'd love to teach my people how to like draw but I guess instead I'll teach them how to murder um and what war is so thanks Aldria thanks Andalites awesome Dak is just god nothing goes right for Dak it's true this part is especially hard because they start having the like moral discussion of um, whether it's more ethical to teach an entire people how to do war or and like become murderers, which will change their lives, or let them become slaves, which will also ruin their lives. <laughs> Man, I knew um, when we started th- when we started this podcast, I knew that these books like held up. I didn't know they held up this much. I think these like, Chronicle books are especially, like, really, really good sci-fi. Yeah, I definitely. I completely agree, yeah. I, I think that the series, I think, like, the, the mainline series gets a little bit more in-depth as we go. Like, we are still at the half, we, we still haven't even reached the halfway point, and there is a lot of ground to pick up moving forwards. Um, I'm really excited for where the books go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, they, they, um, so, so we have, like, a sort of mythos in the Hork-Bajir, like, culture. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, like, Mother Sky and Father Deep. Um, yes. and, uh, Which are very good sounding names. <laughs> um, they travel to, uh, Father Deep eventually, because they're like, where else, where the fuck else are we supposed to go, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like, they're being, like, basically shot at, and they're like... And Aldra's like, can we go, can we survive in Father Deep? And Dak is like, can we fucking survive here? Are you, look, look around you, Aldria. Yeah. Yeah, she, like, explicitly says, my choice is, um, die now or die a little later. So I'm gonna try and die a little later. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's like, Jesus. So they go, they go through the, the, they go through Father Deep and they fight a, uh, what's it called? A Jumba Jumba? Yeah. Jumba Jumba, I think. Something. Jumba yeah, Jumba, something yes. Something like that. Yeah. And then they get down to the center of it and they find this new race that we haven't met, the Arn. And, uh, we meet, hold on. 
Quadgenicon? Yeah, it's... Quadgenicon? <laughs> it's something like that. Yeah. Who They're basically a race of, like, colorful moth scientists. Mm-hmm. Uh- <laughs> yeah, colorful moth scientists is a very delicate way of putting the things that they do. Yeah. Uh, they they sure. invent species for their own well-being. Yeah. Um, Including... The Hork-Bajir. Yeah. They they invented the Hork-Bajir in order to keep, in order to do tree maintenance. Yeah. Um. Because, um, so there there was a meteor that was, like, orbiting their planet and was about to, like, hit any year. And they were trying to develop, like, like, technology that would blast them off into space. And so they they could be like, fuck this shit. We're out. Mm-hmm. But they could only make it to, like, the moon, which was not habitable, really. Um, and then, but they did it. They got to the moon, and then the meteor crashed into their planet and totally wiped out their atmosphere. And they were, like, in cryostasis until, like, some sort of atmosphere, like, was, like, came about again. Yeah. Um, and then, but it was, like, sh- super shitty. So they're like, we're going to invent trees and then people to tend to the trees. Um, and then they did that. And that's what, that's what the hork are up to, which is so crazy. <laughs> yeah, and the way that the Arn speaks about Dak is really awful and chilling because uh, he's basically like, yeah, one in like 10,000 hork end up being smart because uh, we couldn't fucking breed that out of you and we hate it. <laughs> it ruins everything. And Dak's like, Cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Quatsinicon fucking sucks. Yeah. It's, so they're essentially hiding out Aldria, the, I, I really, she's such an interesting character, she's so complicated, and she at one point makes a joke to herself, which I thought was really interesting, because that is historically not a thing that Andalites do. Mm-hmm. But she makes a joke, like, sarcastically, that she could probably just walk up to the Yurks and ask to use their ship. Because she says that she realizes that she has to contact her homeworld to try and get them to come and not let the Yurks take all the hork Right. And Dak notes that he doesn't think Aldri is a bad person, but that she's definitely an Andalite first and a friend second. Mm-hmm. Which is so andalite in such a perfect way mm-hmm. <sighs> it's great they're, mm-hmm. they just they constantly oh, now, like now talk I'm just about... about i'm just thinking about axe now <laughs> i know i love him so much <laughs> and it's really hard to see the effect that aldria has on dak because she explicitly like teaches him how to kill and yeah, and him like that he, murder ha, might be necessary, and at one yeah. point he does something particularly ruthless, and she's like, "Whoa, good for you!" And he's like, "Yeah, I wonder where I learned that." And she's like, "Uh, from yeah, the Yurks, the Yer- the Yerks, from the Yerks, are Yerks very probably, brutal. definitely not me." Let's and then leave. and then then he smiles and he's like, "Hmm, yeah." yeah. yeah. He, he he looks into the camera like he's on the office. Basically, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dak Dak does gym face. <laughs> it's i mean this book's so hard <laughs> yeah there's so many little things like the yurks um esplin casually talks about how the um cu- they cut down one of the trees that the, yurk, that the 
I said it. <laughs> I know you did. I just wanted to say his name. Um, that the that the Yerks cut down one of the trees that the Horkbajir used to like do their music communication. Esplin like completely callously is like, I don't know. Yeah, we cut down this tree. We didn't need most of it, so we just kind of burned it uh, down, and then like we like cut it up. We like threw all of it away except for the part that we needed to build the Yerk pool. And it's so like, there's and they the way that they describe. The Andalite ship that they stole has, you know, like, the terraforming in it. I don't know if that's what it's called when it's in a ship, but it has, like, the fake, the grass, like, the, the grass and stuff that the Andalites need. The Yurks don't give a shit about, so they've just let all the grass die. And, like, I'm, like, kind of, I mean, I'm, I'm one of, I'm a hippie, so sure. hearing the way that they just casually treat plants made me really, really upset. Yeah. Say that we love you so much. <laughs> they just like like it's so it's so villainous to just be like, oh, we don't need this grass, fucking whatever, let's just let it all die. Oh, we don't we don't need this tree, let's just cut it down and not even just cut the parts we need, let's destroy the entire thing. Yeah, we it's... will let all the grass rain down from way up in the rafters. Yeah, it's um Waka Waka. It's don't waka waka at us. <laughs> Listen, I made a mountain goat's joke. I'm legally you required did. to walk a walk. And then you walk a walk it. <laughs> I don't know the walk a walk, Asana. No. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Very fair of you. <clears throat> that's my favorite um, mountain goat's lyric when he just sings walk a walk. Classic. New, that's a new rule. New podcast what? rule. Walk a walk? I walk a walk. I walk a walk. I don't know anything that's happening. <laughs> I replaced some of the lyrics to No Children with Waka Waka. Oh. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think that passes. That doesn't pass my small test. <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't. It shouldn't pass um, anyone's small test. There's been, like, part of the... Um, Hork Bajir mythology that we've been learning is that there's these like monsters, and it was shown that the Arn also invented the monsters specifically yep. to keep the Hork Bajir from discovering that the Arns existed. Yeah. yeah. And the monsters are controlled by a psychic chip in their brain or sure. something like that. Just smile, say to just smile and nod and keep moving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just very, I was like, is that. Right? Is that what they said? Because it's just silly. But you know what? It's the kind of silly that I like, so it's fine. Yeah. And so Dak and Aldria basically make an army of these monsters um, to go and try and fuck up the Yerks. Yeah, and um, they pull uh, it off, sort of. Yeah, oh, I just want to point out one quote that's really good. Um, before they go to war and they're, like, figuring out how to control these monsters... I don't remember, I think that this is an Aldria chapter. She says, in a better world, a world of peace and justice, someone would have punished the Arn for what they'd done. Um, but that's not the world they live in. <laughs> and just having that said so explicitly, like, yep, these people are evil and we have to basically work with them and we have to use the weapons, like the, 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 the awful things that they did. Well, we're going to try and profit off of them now because we have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna dead ass like there's something about like n- 90s sci-fi that has the best philosophy ever. I don't know why. It's just like there's just something 
there in the energy of it that just has yeah. like I don't know. I it's feel just... like it's not explored anymore as much yeah. in sci-fi. Yeah. And I don't know why that is. Um, because most sci-fi is just like dystopia teens, which I get. And the first dystopia sure. teens book has philosophy. <laughs> What is big sci-fi from recent years? Like, not counting Star Wars. Well, like, Doctor what was... Who. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Doctor Who. Ready Player One. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess it counts. isn't it? Like, I mean, like, what have we had besides, like, the Star Trek movies and Star Wars and Doctor Who that's been, like, a really, in terms of, like, really big, culturally impactful sci-fi? Uh, well, the dystopia nothing... teens. <laughs> Yeah, I think. Yeah, so it's you know the the Divergent series, the Hunger Games, and yeah, etc. The One Hundred, which is dystopia teens. Mm -hmm. Yep, dystopia dystopia teens that does end a season with barrier gays, which is great. Um, It did you watch it? No, I just know about it. Okay, because it ended up actually being really nice. Um, But I, I, I still think I still don't think they should have killed her. But there was a really nice way that it paid off. Okay, uh, <laughs> well, I, might, I, might actually, I watched, like, the first couple episodes, and I was like, I don't know if this is for me, and then I found out about the barrier gaze thing, and I was like, I'm not going back to this series. Completely valid. I, I, I agree with the criticisms, but I think that the showrunners mostly could have handled it better, but her death did it end do, it up pays off. being important, um, which doesn't make it right, but does make it more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Narratively satisfying. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, basically, there's... Uh, war. The free Hork-Bajir fight the Hork-Bajir controllers, and there's a moment where Aldria is like, kind of trying to hype people up and trying to be like, this is right, this is good, blah blah blah. And Dax like, hey, shut the fuck up. Like, shut up. Like, I'm about to kill a bunch of my people. We're gonna kill those controllers and then, what are These they gonna These are my be? people they're dying be, today. Yeah, they're gonna be dead Hork-Bajir. Those are gonna be my dead people. Mm-hmm. And shut the fuck up and like this it, is so my the these are up. my people dying <laughs> yeah yeah i love dax so much it's amazing but my heart just ached for the entire description of this battle because it's devastating yeah it it's sucks. rough it sucks <laughs> um because we get a couple of chapters of the uh the the gamer uh, why did i say the gamers what the fuck <laughs> the gamers no keep doing keep saying it the gamers yeah the hork bajir <laughs> Yeah, hold on, let me just give you a clean cut for you, for you to edit in. Nope, the gamers. <laughs> gamers. The gamers. So the Hork-Bajir, um, they, like, the the rebel, the, the free Hork-Bajir basically engage in guerrilla warfare because their army is much, 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 much smaller than, uh, I believe, uh, I believe, uh, Dak clocks it in about, like, 862 at the start of the fight. Mm-hmm. Um... And they have to they have to fight against maybe like what seven or eight thousand free or seven or eight thousand controlled Hork-Bajir? Yeah, it's it's quickly in the thousands and only multiplies. Yeah, um, and then it takes so um, yeah, it takes seven seven months for the Andalites to get there. So like yeah, <laughs> it's hor- it's terrible. In the middle of the battle, Aldria like manages to get to one of the. Yerk ships that the Yerks had stolen from the Andalites, and then in classic Andalite fashion, doesn't quite kill the Yerk Esplin, um, who uh, 
ends up fucking everything up forever. <laughs> Doesn't quite kill him. Just sends, like, throws him out of a ship. Sends word to the Andalites. And, yeah, then for seven months, they're just doing guerrilla warfare and their numbers are dwindling. Like, when, yep. when the Andalites finally get there, we learn that 70% of them have died. Mm-hmm. And there are tens, tens and tens of thousands of controllers. Guess who shows up? It's Elrond. Yeah. Yep. That Remember that time in the last book that he mentioned the time he tried to do a genocide to the hork <laughs> yeah. yeah. Too bad, huh? Too yeah, bad. that comes up. It does come up. Because this... um, Aldrea like, outsmarts him because there's this weird spot that is being guarded at all times by guards that Dak notices. And like, hey, what the fuck is up with that? And Aldrea's like, I don't fucking know. But she she acquires uh, Alaran, which you'd think for a war prince he'd be a little bit more like cognizant of what's happening in terms of the R&D department, but I digress. Um, I think it's so just he, morphing is so new. That's fair. That that's he fair. doesn't know what it feels like yet. Yeah. Yeah, fair. Uh, but and this is this uh, so, is several months in after the Andalites have come to like help. Yes. Um, yes. So things are even shittier than they were before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She when so Alaran sucks um, for several reasons, obviously. But when he finally arrives um, and finds that like Aldria is still alive. He's like, ha, cute little lady. Good job on all the hiding. You really did hide well to still be alive. And Dak's like, actually, we, like, fought really hard and 70% of my fucking friends died. So if you could, like, be cool, maybe, Aloran, and, like, recognize that we haven't been hiding. We've been doing your war for you. I don't know. Whatever. Aloran sucks. And then they, it turns out the Andalites didn't send enough ships because they thought Aldria was just being a hysterical little girl. Basically. Yeah. Like, the Andalites, they just brought scout vessels, essentially. Like, they, I think they have, like, a couple, like, do they have a couple thousand troops, or is that just sort of slowly amassed? Uh, I don't remember. But, but it's it's not enough. It's definitely not enough. And it's explicitly right. because they just thought, they were like, oh, what, you're like a little kid and you're a girl, so you were probably exaggerating the fact that the Yerks were here. And yeah, then there's just, they just keep losing battles and Aloran makes a virus that is designed to specifically kill all of the yep. work this year. <laughs> he, makes a, he makes a genocide virus. Yeah. Yay, Alaran. How, okay, uh, if you can develop a virus that targets a specific species, why not why just not do it for the Yerks? Why not the Yerks? Why not just do it for the Yerks? Come on. <laughs> like, it can't be that hard to get a Yerk That's a great point, and one I had not thought of. <laughs> right. yeah, I didn't that... think about it until just now, until I said it right now with my, like, face meat. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, if you could, like, first of all, the technology necessary to create a a virus specific to uh, a creature to do that within months um, mm-hmm. is, I mean, you could, you could, you could pound a couple, like a, a couple more months into that and then just like, like do it for the years. Like, I don't think, yeah. I think you could man, I think you could hold down the fort just long enough to not do a genocide. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like Blair, have you ever like gone really really out of your like have you ever done something like the worst way possible because like the most convenient way available to you is not accessible yes but i've never done a genocide (laughs) right no no. (laughs) like you're just like you you're you start doing it and then someone walks in and sees you doing the weird thing and they're like why didn't you just do x and you're like oh shit (laughs) i think alan just had an oh shit moment but he doesn't he doesn't (laughs) drop 
He doesn't draw back. Sometimes in a heated gaming moment, these things happen. Oh, God. <laughs> um, this is a more like Dak and Aldria having this incredible relationship because um, when he was like, we have to figure out what Aloran's doing, she was like, mm, okay, I'm always going to be on your side, by the way. I won't choose the Andalites. And he's like, uh-huh. And then she actually ends up supporting him because controversial opinion she doesn't think genocide is a good idea yeah um and so she's like okay yeah no i'm turning against the andalites and i'm supporting you and dax says oh i thought you were lying and she said i was lying but i don't think this is a good idea so let's blow this place up and i was like i wish aldria and rachel could hang out (laughs) i love same energy right same energy it's so good oh my god she's literally just like yeah okay uh, make the computer put all of the virus into a container that can be carried and will run and we'll just fucking blow this place up. I hate it. <laughs> and then they mostly pull that off. They, uh, they, they come they so start, close. They start to pull it off. Yeah. This, again, I know that I described the last book as Rogue One. Um, this is peak Rogue One. This is peak Rogue One. Because... I haven't seen. I have not seen Rogue One, but I believe you entirely. <laughs> yeah, because we know this doesn't end well. Like, right. We know that none of these characters can make it. Oh, so it's Halo Reach. I. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I trust you. <laughs> <clears throat> One day we're all gonna reference a piece of media that we all know. <laughs> And then we will stop doing the podcast. One of these days, I will make a Fallout New Vegas joke, and you'll be like, and one of you will be like, oh, I understand that. That'd be me. Probably yeah. not yes. Zeta. Nope. <laughs> uh, Wait, hold on. Like I, I, ref- I referenced a crow looked at me earlier, and we all understood that, yes? I did not. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I think you'd actually like it, Blair, but it is really heavy. Yeah. I it's mean, I probably really like heavy. It. Um, Do you yeah. know anything about it? No, I've never. I don't even know who it's by. Uh, it's by um, Mount Erie, right? Yeah, that's the name of the band. Yeah, it's about. It's by Mount Erie, and I it will was... cry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I will cry if you describe this. Don't, don't just make letting you know. cry on podcast. <laughs> okay, I'll DM it to you, and you will understand why. Yeah, after after podcast. When I DM it to you, you will be ashamed of your words and deeds. <laughs> I'm DMing it to you now. Okay, um, so. Uh, uh, Audrey they... morphs into a hork Yes. <laughs> um, which makes things a little bit more confusing because I was skimming most of it. And so I was like, whenever there's those brackets, um, we know oh, that it, you know. Andalite yeah. is talking. But now there's mm-hmm. not brackets all the time. So now I have to look at who's actually talking. <laughs> yep. Also, Blue I DM'd you what happens. Yes, I will read it after about. the podcast. We are podcasting. <laughs> this is a professional environment. <laughs> Um, we learned that hork kissing is when they touch their forehead horns together, and andalite kissing is stroking someone's face with your palm. Yeah. I love I, to learn about kissing. I was, yeah, literally same emotion. I was like, I read that, and I was like, I cannot wait to talk about this on the podcast with Santa. I immediately, like, pushed my computer away for a second and was like, has Axe ever touched anyone's face? I had the exact same thought. <laughs> Be on fucking alert for that shit. Yeah. Right? Oh my god. Oh my god. I just need Axe to grab Jake's face in his hands now and then be really embarrassed. And ja- Jake's like, what? <laughs> I mean, it was weird, but not that weird. <laughs> yeah. And Axe is like, yes, I needed you to look at something. Something, Prince Jake. <laughs> mm, I needed your attention. Uh, for 
the for te- for because uh, of tactics. <laughs> okay, so um, and then and yep. then, what's his face? The Yerk, um, is like, Aspen. yeah, mm-hmm. he's he, he's like, oh, I'm gonna, you're gonna be my host, um, Eldrea. He does, the, he does the dumbest fucking thing. I loved this. It was so it stupid, was so but good. it was like fucking classic. Yerk. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Hoisted by his own throat. Because he yep. abandons the Hork body to get into Aldrea's Hork body because Aldrea's like, I'm just going to fucking stand more if you can't make me demorph. And he's like, wait a second. Yes, I can. I'm just going to go straight from this body to the next one. He's like, Shlorp? Oh, fuck yeah. I can demorph. And then the Hork he had been controlling just fucking beats the shit out of everyone else in the room. Yeah. Um, it's it's classic like Yerk arrogance, fucking basically no long game yet. Just like I don't want to be in this body anymore. I want to be in that body. I want to be in that body. Can I be in that body now? I'm gonna be in that body. I want to be in that right now. And then consequences. And it's like haha, <laughs> which is great because just before he was kicking the shit out of Dak and said, "Listen, I don't want to bruise my foot hurting your friend. So can we like come to a compromise here?" <laughs> What an asshole. I hate, you. I hate you. You're perfect, villain. You're fucking perfect. Because this is basically... We're about to learn that this, obviously, is Visser 3. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually. I yeah. love Visser 3 so much. I know. Is this the first time that... I kind of don't count... I guess... Okay. My original question was, is this the first time a point of view character has died? Then I remembered Elfanger... Um, mm-hmm. but that was already predetermined. Mm-hmm. Um, oh wait, sorry, no, because that's Esplin. Esplin doesn't die. Esplin nearly dies. And yeah, I was he like, he comes very, very close to dying, but I don't think we've yeah. had a, we right, have not right. had a POV character die besides yeah. Alfangor, but yeah. like. Okay, so I avoided we have my not ex- point. We have yeah. not experienced a character death through, uh, character telling the story. Yeah, just all of the children almost dying all of the time. <laughs> They come very... I mean, Jake has, like, pretty much died, like, four times. Remember that time he was, like... Remember that time he was, like, a fifth of the parts needed to convo- to com- to create a living fly? Yeah. Yeah, that's too bad. <laughs> Poor Jake. He's fine, though. He's um, fine now. Yeah. And Aldria becomes a hork Nothlet because she just is in Morph too long. But she's not really that mad about it. <laughs> I think um, she... I honestly got the vibe that that was, like, the intended consequence. Yeah. I think... Yeah, I, she definitely was open to the thought to the point where she, it's like, oh shucks, it happened. Oh well. Oh well. I'm a hork now. Um, I guess I can marry Dak. (laughs) Or whatever. And we can have a baby and name him Ciro who will give birth to, uh, what the fuck, (coughs) I forget the other Andalites' names. They are, I have them right here. We will give birth to Ciro, and who will give birth to Jara Hami, and then mm-hmm. who will marry Ket Halpeck, and we'll have a baby that is another seer named Toby, and yep. uh, she is great. We love her, so, and that's the end of the book. I will say, I mean, we already knew that the virus got activated, but the virus does accidentally get activated, and so Aldria and Dak are on the fucking run again. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, and we get an epilogue, which is Tobias being like, well, that was a sad story. <laughs> to the point where he was like, that wasn't a good story for a person already wondering what the point of his life was. <laughs> it's like, Tobias. Oh. My 
sweet boy. Tobias needs therapy, I think. And not hoard Bridger stories. Can birds have therapy? You could do bird therapy. I think you could do bird therapy. You could could morph into a human. I don't know many therapists who go over an hour. Or over two hours. Getting on insurance is going to be a bitch. Bird insurance for birds. Bird insurance for birds. So I've had to put out a questions tweet, so we don't have questions. That's okay. (laughs) Oops. I think we have a good, solid discussion. Yeah, Um, this was a good fucking episode. I like this book. I like this. Um... Yeah, I don't have anything else to cap off this episode with. I'd normally be like, I, at this point, I feel like I would like normally set like slide into like, all right, let's do a checkpoint. Where's all? Where do all the kids rank? But we haven't seen the kids in like a month. So, I like, miss them. I've like, I'm still really bummed out for yeah. reading this. Like, it kind of put a funk over my entire day. <laughs> um, these audience at home, this is the sacrifice that we make for you, the listener. We love you so much. <laughs> It's really good, but it was, like, yeah, it was just, it's, like, I'm I'm never going to read this one again. I might read Andalite Chronicles again, mm-hmm. yeah. because Andalite Chronicles was a joyous romp through bullshit. <laughs> this was, Nobody... I think that the, I think that the ghostwriter has said that it was a Vietnam War analog, mm-hmm. essentially, mm-hmm. and it feels that, like... Dev- like oh, devastate and just like a violent slog that doesn't relent and it's just like yeah. difficult yeah. to read <laughs> forever war basically yeah yep yeah um, nobody drives a cool car in this one nobody no. drives a cool car i was nobody really really <laughs> hoping for dak to like just bust out a fucking dodge charger at some point and go to town yeah yeah but. If you haven't seen my very, very good Photoshop of Elfanger, I mean, in you his say car, you call it a Photoshop, but I think you just pulled it straight from the re- you just pulled it straight from the material. Like you just copy and pasted from the images that have already been documented by Catherine Applegate herself. <laughs> yeah, it's it's on my Twitter, and maybe we can retweet that on the Wonder Yerks Twitter so that everyone can uh, take a look at it because I made a very good made a it's very a good great picture. <laughs> um, but so thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Wonder Yerks uh, this episode like all of our other episodes are brought to you by our lovely supporters over on Patreon $1 a month gets you access to any bonus content we do and polls for fear baiting $5 a month gets you a message read on the podcast and uh, shout out on the show 10 bucks a month makes you lets you choose a movie that we watch for fear baiting and also a message read on the podcast and your name shouted out so thank you to Michael Kaiser New sponsor, Paul Moran, Kit Spindler, Paul Bechtel, Sophie, and the cool Sophie, parentheses, other Sophie is cool too, <laughs> We love you. <laughs> I appreciate, so, I appreciate, I, I appreciate Sophie changing her name so as not to slight my girlfriend, Sophie. <laughs> uh, if you want to follow us, we are at the Wonder Yorks on Twitter, uh, and the Wonder Yorks at gmail.com if you want to send us an email, I guess. I don't think, I haven't checked that email in months. Yeah. But, um, yeah, support the, if you want to support the show, patreon.com slash fearbaiting. Uh, if you want to check me out, I am, uh, Sunhat, Z- uh, sorry, someone actually told me that I've been pronouncing the, the, the way, I've been saying the name wrong. Mm-hmm. Some, like, someone who was a native Russian speaker contacted me and was like, hey, you've actually been pronouncing the name wrong. So, uh, I, I can be found Sunhat Zhenya, which is Z-H-E-N-Y-A on Twitter. Uh, that's also my Twitch name. And then on Tumblr, I'm Chia Satsunakas. 
Uh, you can check me out, uh, check us out also on our sister podcast, Fear Bidding, and check me out on Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, the leftism podcast that is sweeping the nation. Yes. Uh, you can find me online at Blair Kitch on Twitter, BlairKitch.tumblr.com, where I just scream constantly. <laughs> and Sita? Um, sorry, I might have eaten some Alfredo. Um, you can find oh, me I thought you were pounding puss. <laughs> Stop! It was my sex having. Sorry, guys. I didn't mean to have it get in the way of the podcast, but I, it's just all the time, you know? Constantly 24 You are all banned just... from this podcast. This is a me-only production now. That's fine. That's honestly going to be great. Um, if you want more Blair-only content, you can check out my Twitter at nudity with an E-A instead of a Y, or my other podcast that I do called Music from Wall Hills, where I solve tiny problems with the power of song. Or more serious songs at gaygothvibes.online. All stellar content across the board. We're all doing great things online, I think. We can all universally say. That's true. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm tweeting like a fucking mad bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, so thank you all so much for listening. We will catch you in two weeks um, where we pick up with the kids again because we miss them so much. I do do Mm -hmm. miss my daughters so Mm -hmm. much. (laughs) <laughs> and our, our several children's um yep. but, but until then i'm sarah i i have been blair i sada's be being sada you mm-hmm. and remember keep, keep your, your hand, hand on the escapola device. device i hate it i think we did it i think we did it pretty good <laughs> podcast we should learn barbershop quartet harmony for the end <laughs> <laughs> i agree